This is hot, Ray. Backman, get a sample of this. Right, we have the tools, we have talent. I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Coming to you live from the back of your favorite vintage Cadillac ambulance, it's the only show you're listening to right this very second about Ghostbusters props, costumes, cosplay, and all-around funny business. Please welcome your hosts, the one and only Dan Challens and Mark Felwell. This is Spores, Molds, and Fungus. That's right, it's the Spores, Mold, and Fungus podcast. Hello, welcome, bonjour, bienvenue, salut, uh, hola, ciao, guten tag, guten abend. Ni hao, namaste, and shalom. Uh, that about exhausts my list of greetings. I hope most of you were able to understand uh, my butcher's attempt at spanning across uh, multiple lingos then. Um, but yes, hello and welcome to the show. I am Mark Fettel, and your host for this evening. Unfortunately, Dan can't make recording tonight, so uh, you've just got me. What more could you possibly want from your favourite podcast named after Egon Spengler's favourite pastime? Um, so yeah, I was wondering what to do on tonight's show, and I was, you know, I was looking through our back catalogue and realised that we didn't have enough shows to do a flashback episode. You know, where I could just play things to you. You know, we've only got a handful of episodes. We're we're still not a year old. We're only about six months old. I think we started in November last year. Um, so we're not going to do that. Instead, with it being a podcast which sort of focuses on uh, costumes and cosplay and that sort of thing. Uh, I'm going to be talking about um, where you can get your stuff from, you know, where what you need to look at if you're just starting out making a Ghostbusters costume, um, where you might want to go if you want to mod certain things, if you've got yourself a HasLab pack or a Spirit pack, where would you like to go um, to sort of mod those and get the best information? Uh, and also, if you want to uh, progress your costume even further and make it as accurate as possible, where might you go to find those items, you know, and we'll sort of talk about how we can build that sort of thing up. Also, what good is it to have a Ghostbusters costume, accurate otherwise, and not go and show it off in public, you know? Whether or not you're trooping with your friends, uh, wearing it at a convention, or just wearing it at work, just because. Obviously, if it's appropriate. Um, so, uh, a little bit later in the show, I have got a list of conventions that sort of spanning from uh, in the next week or so, right to the end of the year. Th- places you may want to go and check out, uh, and go and... You know, meet like-minded people who like to dress up in uh, various different things, all within the spirit of cosplay. So I'll hit the button to end this um, music bed, and we'll get right into it. So, in terms of news and stuff that's gone on in the Ghostbusters world since the last Spores Mold and Fungus podcast, there's not a lot really to report. Um, there's been some leakage in terms of the film uh, that's being filmed over here in the UK at the moment. Um, which we're not going to dive into. If you want to find out what's been leaked, there's been some photos um, that have found their way onto social media, um, which is all very exciting. Um, you know, we'll respect to people's wishes if they don't want to don't want to uh, don't want to know certain things. Um, I think it's always best trying not to know as much as possible about about a film, you know, especially if you're so invested into into Ghostbusters as much as we are. You know, if you listen to this podcast, chances are you like Ghostbusters quite a bit. And so not going to mention anything that's not been uh, released officially by Sony or any of the crew uh, on the set of Ghostbusters. Um, But yeah, if you'd like to find out what those things are, just do a little bit of searching on social media. I'm sure you'll find that out. And it is quite good. Um, The only thing I will say is, you know, if if stuff has leaked and you do want to share it on social media... That's absolutely fine. No one can stop you. 
Um, but just think about people, you know, the, the helpless person that's scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and they see something that perhaps they didn't want to see. Um, it happened uh, with me for Afterlife, um, and it leaked that Olivia Wilde, uh, spoiler alert, Olivia Wilde was playing um, Goza in Afterlife. And I remember seeing it one day on, um, it was about a, a week or so before the film was released. I was scrolling through Instagram uh, and I saw this uh, photo of Olivia Wilde on on whatever. Um, and I saw the tagline uh, about her playing Goza. And, and it, it spoiled the surprise, really. So, you know, if you're going to share things on social media, by all means, you know, do it. But just think about the helpless person that's scrolling through, um, you know, Maybe put a, a placeholder image on there and say images are in the um, in the comments or something, just so that anyone scrolls by, their eyes aren't tainted by something they didn't want to see. You know, put spoiler alert on it, you know, or something like that, just so we can we can all recognise it. We can just be kind to each other. That being said, it's always really exciting stuff. And anything new that comes out Ghostbusters related is always exciting. You know, um, and we live in exciting times. We live in a in a, an age where the gap between films is, has been a couple of years rather than five or six or 30, as it has been in the past. Um, those of you who play Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed um, will have downloaded the free DLC that came out a week or so ago. And um, it's fantastic. You can get some new um, shells for your equipment. Uh, you can get the extreme Ghostbusters shells, which are fantastic. They look great. Um, and you can get some of their costumes as well. So you can go all extreme in Ghostbusters uh, Spirits Unleashed. Uh, as with any of the new stuff, I mean, there's loads of stuff. Obviously, check out Ghostbusters News' website. Um, Jason does a great job of um, doing all that reporting about anything that mentions the word Ghostbusters, and he, he does some really good write-ups on there. Uh, and also listen to Venk Maniac's uh, podcast titled Extraplasm. He does a great job of summarising uh, all the stuff that's come out in uh, Ghostbusters news. He doesn't do any spoilers either, uh, but then has uh, he sort of talks through his own thoughts about stuff and chats things with his, with his guests on the show as well, which is really good. So check that out. Uh, let's move on then to what's going on convention-wise here in the UK. <laughs> So quite a few of you came to Megacon uh, in Birmingham in the NEC at the end of March. Um, there was 100 of you, in fact, that came across to Megacon for the Cross the Streams event. Um, but that's just one of many conventions that happen uh, in the UK. There's loads. I mean, if you just type in Comic-Con UK into Google, you'll find absolutely loads of conventions up and down the country. But I've got a list of conventions here that you might want to check out for yourselves, uh, whether or not you go dressed as a Ghostbuster or cosplay as something else, or even cosplay as yourself, uh, which I've done on a couple of occasions, especially if you don't want to you know, lug around a two-stone proton pack on your back for like six hours or so, and especially if there's no place to sit down. <laughs> it's not fun. Um, so the first one being uh, in 13th to the 14th of May, uh, this is Wales Comic Con, which is held in Telford, not in Wales. I think it has something to do with the with the venue that they used to have in Wales being too small. And so it's uh, progressed over to um, one in Telford. Um, they have loads and loads of celebrity signings. So if that's your thing, this, that's, this is one place to go to. Um, so yeah, check out Wales Comic Con in Telford, 13th to 14th of May. Uh, MCM London is happening on the 26th to the 28th of May. Uh, Comic Con in York is happening on the 3rd to the 4th of June 
as well as Portsmouth Comic Con, which is the 3rd and 4th of June as well. Uh, East Midlands Comic Con, uh, which is in Nottingham, is happening on the 10th to the 11th of June. I know the East Midlands Ghostbusters um, have a um, they have a stand there. Uh, they'll be collecting for charity there as well. Uh, and London Film Comic Con uh, is happening on the 7th to the 9th of July. Uh, Glasgow Film and Comic Con is the 22nd to the 25th of July. Comic Con Manchester is 29th to the 30th of July. Uh, and then Collector Mania is at the NEC in Birmingham, the 2nd to the 3rd of September. Bournemouth Film and Comic Con is the 9th to the 10th of September. LinkCon, uh, which is in Lincoln, funny name that, uh, is on the 30th of September this year. Uh, Comic Con Scotland, if you're up in the north, is the 7th to the 8th of October. Comic Con Liverpool is the 21st to the 22nd of October and MCM Birmingham hasn't had a release date yet but it usually happens around the end of November. So yeah, check all those out, Google those uh, and find out where they are. Uh, attend a few um, and you may even see myself there around some of the ones in the Midlands. If you do see me at a convention, if you're not dressed up as a Ghostbuster and I don't know who you are, just come say hello. Um, if you do spot another Ghostbuster and you want to say hello, we're a friendly bunch. Um, just go up and give us a high five or something. Introduce yourself uh, and uh, yeah, and just have a chat. That's what these conventions are all about. Um, I quite often go on my own. And uh, and just wander around. You know, occasionally I'll, I'll meet up with um, some Ghostbuster friends. And it's it's always a good a good time out, you know. If you want these people, that are sort of a little bit anxious going out in public and these sort of things. There's always friendly people about. Um, you know, there's there's never been a time when I've I've been to any convention, and you can you can just literally talk to strangers, and uh, it seems like you've um, you've been friends with them for quite a long time because you're all there um, with a common thing in mind. You know, you're all there because you love either dressing up as something or. Um, you like the same films, you like the same TV shows, you like the same comic books. Um, and it's just a great atmosphere just to just to get out of the house, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. If you're like me and you work from home, you, you very rarely leave the house for anything other than having to go shopping or something. Um, so, yeah, it's great just to get out and uh, and enjoy something that you really love. So, yeah, go and check those out and uh, I might see you there. So if you're if you decided you're going to a convention, uh, what do you wear? If you're a fledgling Ghostbuster fan and you want to get yourself a, uh, a costume um, for whatever reason, you know, just want to wear it at home, or you're going to a party, or you're going to a convention, where do you start? Um, these are the questions I asked myself sort of over ten years ago. Now, when I first started doing this sort of thing, um, going back further than that, I mean, I've always been a Ghostbusters fan. I've always had some form of costume. For Ghostbusters, uh, whether it be from the costume that my parents made, um, made for me, you know, when I was about sort of uh, three, four years old, um, and then later on bought the I had for my birthday the Egon Spengler real Ghostbusters costume, which was a green jumpsuit, which was great, um, and then later on in my teens uh, bought a boiler suit, which was blue, uh, and then you know it just progressed and progressed and progressed, so. Uh, where do you start? And my best answer for that is you can start wherever you want to start, wherever you feel comfortable. Um, you don't have to sort of strive to get the most accurate thing possible straight out the gate, you know. Um, you can do, uh, and I'll talk about where you can get those sort of things a little bit later on. Um, but if you just want to start at the bottom of the ladder and work your way up, you know, where do you go? 
Um, first thing is get yourself a flight suit. If you want to dress as a Ghostbuster, that's the easiest thing. Um, you can literally just wear, uh, I've seen people wear those white paper paint suits um, that you can get um, to stop yourself from getting paint on you when you're decorating your home. Uh, and if you wear that and uh, a red uh, ring with a, a line through it on your arm, people will recognise you as a Ghostbuster. It's really that simple. Um, but if you want to get a little bit more accurate than that, look for any sort of boiler suit um, that's got a zip at the front um, and it's tan colour. That's that's pretty much it. You can't really go wrong with this sort of thing. Um, there's a couple of brands, uh, a couple of, of, of particular flight suits um, that you can get which uh, sort of head you in the right way towards accuracy and looking more like the jumpsuits they have on the film. So first thing you do is you can look for army flight suits, army jumpsuits on eBay um, or just, you know, wherever you can find that sort of thing. Army surplus stores are always a great place to sort of start looking. Uh, one brand that you can sort of look for is one called TrueSpec. And the easiest place that you can get this from is uh, GPFans, gpfans.com, uh, which is Ghostbusters fans' um, dedicated website. Um, a great source of information. Um, there's a load of forums on there that you can get yourself involved with, with loads of questions. A wealth of knowledge is on that forum, um, as well as a shop. And there's loads of stuff that you can get in that shop as well. But they do sell TrueSpec um, flight suits, and they sell, I think they sell other flight suits as well. Um, and that'll get you that'll get you started on your Ghostbusters journey. When I started looking at getting myself a more accurate Ghostbusters costume, that's where I went first. Got myself a TrueSpec uh, flight suit in a tan colour. Um, or you can look for a lot of people. Um, my next flight suit after that, um, a lot of people get uh, what's called a Nomex flight suit. Uh, Nomex is the material. Uh, and the model of flight suit you're looking for is a CWU. 27p uh, CWU 27p flight suit uh, and that's sort of arguably one of the closest off the shelf flight suits you can get they're not accurate to the film because the ones in the film were uh, custom made um, so off the shelf ones if you go for that sort of model flight suit you can't go far wrong there's a few modifications you can make to make them a little bit more accurate there's a few things that you can look for in certain flight suits like the colour of the zips um, where the pockets are positioned, um, what sort of pockets that you've got, if you've got a knife pocket on the leg, you know, pockets on the arms, lots of little details that you can look into to get something that's more accurate. Um, and again, GB Fans is a great place um, to find out the sort of information that you need if you're looking for like stupid accuracy. Um, if you want something that you can just buy that's in your size and is as accurate as anything that's going to be off the shelf, um, as accurate as you can get to the film. Um, you may, if you've listened to the podcast before, you may have heard our last episode with Magnoli. Um, they do um, what's called a paranormal jumpsuit, uh, and they're custom made um, to your size, and they are they are amazing. Uh, I've seen these out in the wild, and um, they stand out as being really, really good jumpsuits. Um, you can get them weathered, like they are in Afterlife, or you can get them clean, um, like they appear in the in the beginning of the first Ghostbusters film, and uh, you know I I thought the Nomex jumpsuit that I got was pretty good, um, but then put next to this uh, this Magnoli paranormal jumpsuit is just it's an it's the next level up really, uh, and um, everyone that I've spoken to that's that's got one has um, 
has sung their praises really and uh, and are really happy with it. So I think that's that's the top level. That's where I'll be aiming for at some point. Um, you know, if you want as accurate as you can get, I think that's the one to go for. Obviously, with everything, do your research, have a look around, uh, and uh, and get the thing that's best for you, whether or not that's budget wise or accuracy wise. You know, you can't really go wrong with these sort of things. So there's a few accessories uh, you can get um, to make your costume without any of the equipment a little bit more um, sort of visually accurate um, to the uh, to the film. Um, the next thing to get is probably a pistol belt, uh, which goes around your waist. And there's there's a load of these. If you just uh, look on Amazon for army pistol belts, um, they're made of canvas and they sort of clip together at the front. There's loads of different um, companies that do these. Rothko is a company that makes them as well. Um, again, you can find these on GB Fans. Um, the only thing about GB Fans is if you're living in the UK, um, it's best to sort of buy in bulk, um, save some money, buy a load of things together, um, because the shipping's pretty hefty getting it, get the stuff from the US. Um, so, you know, I, I've always found if I've bought things off there myself is to buy a load of stuff together, and then the shipping is obviously less because I think it's um, it's fixed shipping to get that over. So the more you buy, the better it is really. Um, so yeah, pistol belt. Um, you can get these off Amazon as well as GB Fans um, and also Magnoli. Again, I'll be mentioning Magnoli a lot because they've really spent their time. You'll have a listen to the, the podcast that we did with Magnoli uh, and he really talks in depth about um, all the stuff that he's researched uh, and made because he's a Ghostbusters fan as well. Um, and the things that he's released, uh, pistol belt is one of them. Um, then you could look at, uh, elbow pads. Um, if you're in the UK, you want to get something that's sort of within the UK, you can get a volleyball elbow pads, uh, and modifies, modify those a little bit. Um, you can dye them to make them a little bit more accurate. They're sort of light gray elbow pads. They're actually knee pads for volleyball. Um, but we wear them on the elbows. Don't really know why. Perhaps they just assume that we're going to fall over a lot and land on our on our arms like um, Pete Ventman does in the Cedric Hotel. Again, GB Fan sells some great elbow pads as well. And then the last thing, uh, well, two last things actually, um, black boots. Um, the first thing I, I bought was I just went on eBay and searched for um, black army jump boots. Um, and you can get loads of different versions of them. Basically, you're looking for high ankle uh, boots. If you want something that just looks the part, not necessarily accurate, you're looking for black boots. Um, they've got high laces um, that come up past the ankle. Um, jump boots is a great place to look. Army surplus stores will sell these sort of things as well. Um, and again, Magnoli. I can speak from um, personal experience. I bought a set of, uh, a pair of um, Magnolia's uh, Paranormal Boots. And they are fantastic. They uh, they fit great. They look great. Um, the only thing I will say about them is they they, they look way too new. Um, <laughs> you know, in the world of, uh, in sort of the, um, the universe of Ghostbusters, nothing is new. It's all been worn and, and, um, and trodden in. Um, and so these, these are brand new leather boots that have been custom made. So they need a lot of wearing in um, to make them look worn and, and that sort of thing. Um, but they look fantastic. Uh, they're made really well. Um, they fit really nicely. Um, my feet are a little bit like Hobbit's feet, so they need a little bit of breaking in. Um, 
but uh, a couple of hours in them, they should be fine. I have worn them um, already, and they were pretty comfortable straight out of the box. Uh, certainly more comfortable than the most boots that I've bought straight out of the box. So I can definitely recommend those if you're looking for some really nice, accurate boots. So, equipment-wise, um, if this podcast was airing 10, 15 years ago, I wouldn't have been able to tell you much about what to get equipment-wise. Uh, I would have to say, go and get some plans off GB fans and go and make something yourself. However, we're living in a world now where there's absolutely loads and loads of stuff to do with Ghostbusters equipment. Um, it, it's it's stupid the amount of stuff now. You can literally just pop into Facebook, for instance, type in Proton Pack, and you can see endless um, groups and posts based on just making a Proton Pack. Um, and in some ways, it's it's the best bit of equipment. Um, it's the most recognised bit of equipment for Ghostbusters. Um, it's the heaviest, and it's also um, potentially the, the most expensive bit as well. Um, but there's multi- multiple um, entries that you can get in on the Proton Pack bit. Um, the, the lowest end, um, you can make a Proton Pack out of cardboard. I've done that myself. Uh, cardboard and duct tape is what I made a Proton Pack out of once. Um, and I made it to scale and it looked all right from a distance. You couldn't tell. Um, but if you want something, you know, that's off the market, you can get the um, Spirit Proton Pack, which is the one that came out a few years ago, it was an 85% sized Proton Pack. And um, if, you, if you search for Spirit Pack in Facebook or on Google, um, you'll find no end of, of posts on how to make this thing more accurate. And there's loads of people out there that sort of make parts and, and give you suggestions on how to make this thing more like the film. Um, but that's one entry into it. Um, Spirit have just released, like last week, um, a full-sized um, Proton Pack, which is very similar to the 85% one. Um, it's not entirely screen accurate, um, but for something of its price point, I think it's. Uh, if you can get, I don't know if you can get them in the UK. You might have to. Um, you might have to import them in from the US. Um, but they, I think they work out to a couple of hundred quid or something like that. Don't quote me on that, but they're around that sort of price price point, two or three hundred pounds, I think. For and what you get is you get a plastic um, proton pack, which is full full size. Uh, you get some lights and some sounds in that as well. Uh, and the wand, uh, comparing the wand from the the smaller one to, to the larger one, it's actually got a clip on it. The smaller one sort of had like a nub on it and a hole that it just like clipped it onto the, uh, onto the side of the proton pack. This one, the wand has actually got a proper V-hook on it, so it goes on like the film does. So that's a great sort of start. If you want to get a proton pack, do nothing with it. You can sort of get that out of the box and wear that. It looks great. The next sort of step up from that, if you're looking for Proton Packs, is um, I can heavily recommend 3D printing stuff. And this goes for all um, all equipment. I'll talk about more 3D printing in a little bit um, for, for other props. Um, but if you've got yourself a 3D printer, um, they're much more inexpensive and, uh, and readily available as they were a few years ago. And a lot of people have their own 3D printers now. Um, but I can definitely recommend uh, what's called the QPAC. STL files, uh, and there's they've just released not so long ago QPAC Mark IV, um, which has been designed by a guy on socials called the Taco Belly. Check him out; he's he's great. Um, 
and it's a really really accurate uh, proton pack that you can 3d print get someone to 3d print for you um put it together yourself and with a bit of work with any 3d printed stuff you can get a really nice looking prop um you know you, you can be quite satisfied with just printing the stuff off in black plastic sticking all the stuff together uh, and it looks pretty good but if you really put the effort in on on 3d printed stuff you know rubbing down the uh, the print lines filling it in doing some prime work filling it in again you can get something that looks you know as good as the real thing if you put put the effort in and there are some people on uh, on the social media that can that can make 3d printed stuff look as good as anything really um so yeah check that out that's, that's the the q pack the q proton pack stl files um so yeah check out the taco belly he's got his own uh, etsy shop that he sells stuff on as well uh and another person to to look out for is blind wolf cosplay here in the uk he also does his own 3d printed stuff he makes um full-size proton packs uh and he does other equipment as well pk meters as well he does um so the people that i'm mentioning as well just people i can think of off, off the top of my head there are loads of people out there you can find that'll do this sort of stuff for you. And like I said, this we're in a world now where everyone has access to this sort of stuff. It's it's amazing, it really is. Um, if you were lucky enough to um get yourself a Hasbro um afterlife pack, saw some of those at the Cross of the Streams meetup uh, at Megacon. Uh and they are absolutely fantastic for the money. Um unfortunately you can't buy them. Um, they were a, a crowdfunded project by Hasbro. Um, but there was, I think Zavi uh, actually released some more. They might have had a surplus stock and they did put some more on the website and they went like that. Um, I saw a post of someone said, oh yeah, there's some available. And within like 30 seconds of me seeing the post, it only been on like a couple of minutes and they'd already sold out. Um, so keep your eyes peeled. Um, the Hasbro pack, if you can get hold of one or you know someone who's selling one, they are absolutely brilliant for the money. Um, they've got some great sounds, great lights. Um, for something that's mouldy plastic, it's really, really accurate. Um, and again, you can you can find people that um, that make parts and, and make um, different electronics to make these things even more accurate. And I've seen some amazing conversions. People have taken all the afterlife bits off and replaced it with other parts to make it look like the 1984 prime pack. Um, one person you might want to look for is uh, a friend of the podcast, uh, Tony, uh, who's Proton Building on Instagram. He's putting some posts out at the moment. He's got his own afterlife pack, his own Hasbro afterlife pack, and he's doing some mods to it. Uh, and he's doing some really good detailed posts on Instagram of what he's doing and what parts he's putting on, where he's getting the parts. And he's doing a series that he's called uh, Quick Mods. Um, and you can go on there, you can see exactly what he's doing. So he's, he showed you how he's put on his Alice frame. Um, he's got an LC2 frame and he shows you how he's modified the bits that you get with uh, the proton pack and put that on. Um, he's put on a, a new V hook, which has been made by another friend of the podcast, Toby CJ on Instagram. Uh, he's made the V hook and that's really highly accurate V hook to the 1984 film. Um, He's, uh, he's showing you how to change the iron arm as well to a more accurate one. Uh, one from, I think it's Ben of Kent Props that he's put on there. Uh, and the best thing about it is uh, he's actually put the time spent on these mods as well. So um, the iron arm took him 45 minutes with reason, he says. Um, 
which is a great reason why he's called them quick mods. These are tiny little things that you can sort of make your HasLab pack a, a little bit better. Um, GB fans as well, when the HasLab pack was released, um, AJ Quick of GB fans did his own videos on how you could take um, parts from their shop and put them on. So I think he put um, he put a clip hard valve on, showed you how you can take the the moulded plastic one off the pack and put a real clip hard valve on. And it's just little things like that that make um, that, that are sort of quick, small changes, um, but they make the whole thing sort of come alive. I always find that if you're if if you're making a thing, you're making a proper whatever. The more real parts that you can put on these things, like the more metal parts, um, you know, the real wires and, and connectors and that sort of thing, the more of those things that you put on, the, the more real the thing actually feels. You know, it may, it may be um, moldy plastic or resin or something, um, but the whole thing sort of comes alive when you, when you put this sort of little bit of effort in uh, and it sort of, yeah, just elevates the whole thing. It makes you feel better with it, you know. Uh, we are all dressing up, uh, you know, as, as adults. You know, most of us are, are adults dressing up in this thing. Um, and it's all for good fun. But anything to sort of try and immerse yourself into into the world a little bit more, it's just, it just makes it even more fun, doesn't it? So if you want to get onto the big boy Proton Pack, um, there's a couple of places I'll shout out, both places in the UK. Um, one, the friend of the podcast, Proton Props. If you want the best of the best in the UK, I can definitely recommend Dave from Proton Props. Check out his Instagram, check out his website. Uh, he just makes fantastic replicas. He does kits as well, um, so check out his website for that. Um, but he 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 makes really, really nice uh, full builds. Um, and he's a really busy guy with it as well. There's a lot of people sort of order stuff for him, so he's one of the guys to go to. But he does an 84, he does an 89, he does an afterlife. Uh, and they all come with lights and sounds. And, um, yeah. They look like they've just jumped off the off the screen um, into real life. Seeing his stuff in person as well is is fantastic. Um, he is at the top end of the price point, uh, but what you're getting for the money is is something that's really highly accurate and, and just amazing. Really well built, really well put together, uh, and he's he's a great guy to deal with as well. Um, the other other person to sort of mention this sort of category is Ben of Kent. Uh, again, he makes his own kits. Um, he's got an Etsy shop. He's got a website. Um, my Proton Pack is a Ben of Kent kit as well, uh, and they're really well made uh, resin cast kits. Um, he does a range of uh, different kits, so you get various different things in it. So you can go um, sort of like a bare minimum kit, um, or you can go um, like um, all out and get all the bits that you possibly need. So all you have to do is add the lights and sounds yourself. Um, and you can get a proton back that way. Uh, again, with his kit as well, you can buy real parts. So I added um, real resistors and real clip-off valves uh, and connectors and hoses and that sort of thing to mine. And again, it just elevates that. Um, but the kits from Ben Kent are a great sort of foundation if you want to make your own kit. They're great for sort of starting out. Um, Price-wise, at the top end of the scale again, but what you get is a really quality-made kit that you can... Uh, you know, you can base your whole proton pack from and then just build from that. I mean, I, I've i had my proton pack a couple of years now and it's still not finished. It's not, it's finished to the point of you can look at it and it looks great and, you know, it, it looks like a finished product, but these things we all like to tinker, you know, new things come out. When Afterlife came out, there's a few bits on that proton pack that I wanted to, um, 
to add to mine. Um, one was the red switch that's underneath the iron arm that we see in Afterlife. So I bought one of those off Etsy. Punk Rocket Props makes some great switches, Afterlife red switches, uh, on his Etsy page. Um, and you can he, he makes them weathered as well. Um, so I bought a weathered one uh, and just slotted it straight into the hole that I made in the proton packet. I didn't even do anything else with it. It just fitted straight in. Um, and it was a working switch as well. So I used that to turn the proton pack on and off, and it's fantastic. So he's definitely uh, someone else to look out for. There are obviously a lot more things you can add to your your costume, your cosplay. Um, you know, there's a PKE meter, there's a belt gizmo, there's ghost trap. Um, you know, you can even get yourself a slime blower by all means. There's, you know, there's a few of those floating around now that you can buy. Um, and there's a wealth of knowledge out on the internet to, to find out all the stuff that you need. Um, ranging from very low budgets to very high budgets to, you know, to, to something that looks great to something that looks really accurate. There's loads of stuff out there. Uh, I've mentioned quite a few places already, but Facebook's a great place to search for stuff. There's loads of groups, um, on there that you can find really sort of niche things, places like I've mentioned the spirit modders group on Facebook. Uh, and if you want to go to the insanely accurate place, um, you can look for Spengler's workbench on, uh, on Facebook as well. Um, loads of people just showing really accurate stuff on there as well. Another place that you can go if you're looking for particular vendors or merchants, or people who make stuff, people who sell stuff or Ghostbusters cosplay related you can go to ghostbusters.supplies, uh, which is a great website, which is um, a catalogue, a database of loads of people who just make stuff. Uh, and you can go on there. You can see all the work that they do uh, and you can, you can get in contact with them via the website or you can just go straight to their website themselves uh, and go through um, go through that channel as well. Um, other than that, you can get in touch with the show um, you know, and, and we can help direct you best to, to someone that we know um, to find that particular thing that you're looking for as well. We like any sort of contact on the show, you know. Best way you can do that is by searching for SMAF Podcast on Instagram. What the hell are you doing? So that about wraps it up for the show this week. I've waffled on enough. My mouth is going dry, as you could probably tell from the recording. Uh, I ran out of drink a long time ago. Hopefully, if you've stuck around with me this long uh, and you're here to the end of the podcast, then thank you very much. Um, and you've got some some relevant information in terms of uh, what conventions are on this year and where we can sort of see each other and meet up and have a great time in sort of the Ghostbusters fandom. Uh, and also in terms of where, you know, you can get your starting proton pack, your starting costume from um, and also more accurate stuff as well. If you want any more information, just get in touch with us. Um, one other thing, if you're looking for stuff to get off Amazon really quickly, it's a great place to sort of start your costume with. You can go on to ghostbusters.supplies and there's a store um, page on there. Uh, they don't set anything on the on the website themselves, um, but there are links to uh, items on uh, off Amazon um, that you can just go on there uh, and, and buy stuff straight away, uh, like flight suits uh, and there's some boots um belts and some other prop items as well uh, amazon's a great place to go to uh, if you're just looking to get something that's dirt cheap and really quickly put together uh, and looks fairly decent um so that page on ghostbusters.supplies is a great place to sort of get you started uh here in the uk uh as of this recording the weekend that's coming up we've got the um 
we've got the coronation of uh, of King Charlie the uh, Third coming up this week, this weekend, uh, and so that's a cause for for people to get together and have a celebration, whether or not you agree with that sort of thing or not. Um, but because you know, I'm getting together with my family just to as an excuse to get together and have a bit of celebration, uh, have some food. I'm making some marshmallows. Um, and so I thought I'd share this recipe. I found a really good recipe. So I thought I'd share this recipe with you. Um, and uh, if you keep your eyes peeled on social media, you might even see uh, the offerings that I make this weekend. Um, and they're really good. I've made them before. Um, if you want to make them yourself, you can go to the BBC Good Food uh, website, search for marshmallows. And the recipe I'm using is one by Miriam Nice. Uh, and they are nice they're vanilla marshmallows uh, if you're of the vegetarian or vegan persuasion unfortunately the recipe uh, does use um, gelatin I don't know what things you can substitute um, gelatin for in a recipe like that I don't know whether the recipe will be completely different um, but if you if you're a vegan or vegetarian or you know of a uh, marshmallow recipe that doesn't use gelatin let me know and I'll try that out as well uh, and I'll see you know whether or not it stands up to a traditional marshmallow recipe or not um that'd be quite fun actually let me know get in touch so i'll be making those for this weekend um and i'll put them on social media you can have a look and they they are really good i'm going to keep talking about i really like marshmallows i don't know if that's come across <laughs> i'll just be making um some plain vanilla ones i might dip them in chocolate as well so on that note, I shall thank you all for sticking around on my solo trip on the podcast this week. Uh, normal programming will resume in our next episode. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, or if you want to see any stuff that we do on social media, check out Smaff Podcast. That's on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, I am Worcester Ghostbusters and Dan is Ectotron underscore UK. So... Stay fit, keep sharp, and make good decisions. We'll see you next time. Good night.